You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Rewind Football Fantasy. Fantasy Football Rewind. Welcome to Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Cicado. We are here getting it done on a Thursday night, of course, NFL action. They had a fine game tonight. Eh, you know, it is what it is. You got to get it done one way or the other. You got to make things happen. And we're going to make it happen. Get you ready for Week 7 Fantasy Football. We had a great show yesterday on Fantasy Football Rewind. We went over a lot of the running back rankings and quarterback rankings for Week 7 from Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com. Jake Seeley, of course, the last three years has captured prizes by FantasyPros.com for being one of the top rankers in the industry in both baseball and football. So the guy's absolutely getting it done. And we're going to hear from Jake Seeley during the show today in his rankings at the wide receiver position and tight end position. Make sure you have that. We'll give you any updates you need uh, from some of the training camps and some of the practices and some of the guys. Uh, we're looking forward to see if they're in the lineups or not. So you got us covered. And if you missed anything, this is the craziest thing. This one is crazy. The NFL in Ezekiel Elliott have discussed the possibility of a settlement. More reports have been talked behind the scenes about a settlement in the past, but neither side was serious about negotiating. That changed when Judge Paul Crotty issued just a temporary restraining order this week, adding even more uncertainty to the already uncertain situation. If the two sides do not come to an agreement, Judge Catherine Ophelia will decide a preliminary injunction within the next couple of weeks. So this means that Ezekiel Elliott could take himself out of action for a couple of weeks, which is a little different than I anticipated and thought that, hey, you know what? This won't happen. They keep dragging it out. We'll see it next year. That is certainly what I expected to happen. And I didn't think fantasy owners would have to worry about this type of situation. But we're in a case that is uh, getting close and making sure that you got to figure out if you have a backup plan. Maybe what you do is go ahead and Pick up McFadden. Pick up an Alfred Morris. If you're not deep at running back, just for if they settle, it's going to be two or three weeks. It's not going to be a killer for you. Um, I own Alfred Morris. I don't own Ezekiel Elliott. I think I might offer a trade, a trade, and see if we can get some uh, movement there. You're probably not going to get anything more than a wide receiver three at best. And maybe even less than that. But always try to improve your team. Well, one thing we're learning about fantasy football 2017, people, people are 
falling down all the time. People are hurt all the time. People are injured all the time. So one way to take care of that, depth, depth, depth. That's how we're going to have to go after it. That's how we got to play it. You're listening to Fantasy Football Rewind. We'll be here for the next two hours. You can catch us out every Monday through Friday. That's right, including Fridays now, 1 to 3 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. When we come back, we're going to get to some of Jake Seeley's rankings on the Arrayed Receiver Rankings Reveal with Chris Meany, Justin Boone from the score out in Toronto. Great stuff from one of the best in the business. Stay tuned for more right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Rewind, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. That brings me back to like the 90s. And I keep, it's like Smash Mouth is the name of the band. Smash Mouth, I think it is. They sing it. They go a little crazy. You gotta love it. Now let's get on to Jake Seeley and of course our guy. Justin Boone, who's not our guy. He's the guy from the score out in Toronto. But our guy is Chris Meany. Here are the guys talking wide receiver rankings. From the score, you can catch all of Justin's football work, his rankings, everything on thescore.com, one of the best rankers in the business. Both of our rankings can be found on Fantasy Pros. But this is the Roto Experts Rankings Reveal Show. We want you to subscribe to our Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page, give a little like. Some questions. Well, we'll get to them before kickoff. This is week seven. Let's bring in Jake Seeley. These are his rankings. We are revealing. They can be found on rotoexperts.com, of course. You can give Jake a follow if you don't already. You're probably missing out. All in Kid is where you can follow him on Twitter. Jake, week seven. Get right into it, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. Wide receivers, 51 to 60. Again, these are half-point PPR rankings. Just if we don't get to a guy that you have and you want to know about standard or full point, just follow Jake. Check out the link. On RotoExperts.com. Not right. out. It's check the link. Check no out. the <laughs> link. Okay. Hashtag. No out. No out. Check the link. Hashtag we'll get check, check out, link. cross out, out. Just 
get to the link. Uh, but here yes. we go for the debate, 51 to 60, wide receivers, half point. All right, Tyrell Williams, Taylor Gabriel, Benny Fowler, Zay Jones, Jerron Brown, Paul Richardson, Josh Doxton, Tyler Lockett, Roger Lewis, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Not a lot of interesting names in here, but Juju Smith-Schuster is certainly getting a lot of buzz lately. And for Fantasy Pros, the consensus is 50. I think it's a little high. It's tough. This is a really good defense here in Cincy. But with the whole Martavis Bryant thing happening, you know, this guy's not happy. He wants a trade. A trade would need to happen for Juju Smith-Schuster to really move up and to trust starting him. But realistically, this is the third or fourth option for Big Ben. And then here's the thing, too, is if you look at the projections, which you can see if you're part of the Exclusive Edge package, there's another little promo. If you want to put in the code JakeyJakey, Jakey, you still get a discount to see what the projections are. But the projections are about three re- – I won't give the exact number – around three receptions, around 40 yards. That seems pretty reasonable to me for Smith-Schuster, and that doesn't get you much higher than this. It's a .3 touchdown, by the way, on top of that. So when you factor that in and you're saying, well, what do you really expect? Do you think he's going to go 5 for 70 in a touchdown? I don't think a lot of people would bank on that, so that's why he falls into this range. And I think that's why I know Justin does a similar thing, is the fact that when you do projections, it kind of takes out those biases of like, oh, I want to play Juju Smith-Schuster over this guy or over this guy. But if you look at what the projections say, it's more reasonable, it's more accurate. And that's why he's down in this conversation. Obviously, if Martavis is gone, it would be different, but I don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah, I got him four for 50, and he's getting some red zone work. He has a couple touchdowns, but he has had some red zone targets. Just This is just a wait and see how this plays out. Do you think Brian is going anywhere? I don't think Brian's going anywhere, no. But I do wonder. I This is one of those situations where it would be great to, you know, we need that behind-the-scenes look to actually find out what is going on because – I don't think this is going to be one of those squeaky wheel kind of situations. Right. I think they might just be souring on Brian a little bit. There's a lot of talent there, though, so definitely don't drop him. Uh, I wouldn't even sell at this point. I would stash him away my bench, and let's see what happens if they do decide to trade him, which, yeah. as we know, rarely happens in the NFL during the season. It might be squeaky wheel gets removed and replaced. <laughs> exactly. And I think what we're seeing is the the excitement within that organization over Juju Smith-Schuster. We, we know that they're great at finding receivers in the draft, and it looks like maybe they found another one. And he's a guy whose you know, his volume could continue to increase. I agree with Jake that I don't right now. I don't think he's going to be a guy that's going to give you, you know seventy, eighty yards, uh, barring a you know a big right. play or something like that. But um, he's a guy that, as the season goes on, is going to continue to get work. If if Brian isn't producing, they need somebody else to step up there. And if you're looking at the other options, I don't think it's going to be you know Jesse James or those no. other guys. It's going to be Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and I think Smith Schuster could be the third guy there. Um, so he's a guy that I would want to own, but not somebody that I'd want to start this week. Yeah, it's tough. I think the writing is on the wall, though, that this, like, he's on the last year of his deal. He's had some, a lot of off-field issues, certainly, and now he's, he's complaining. So he could certainly be out the door. One more guy in this range, Josh Doxson. He's also getting some red zone looks. Maybe a little bit more play from him, considering that Pryor and Reed and Crowder are doing nothing. Yeah, I really, you know this. I love Josh Doxson and his talent. I think that in the second half of the season, he could push to be the number one wide receiver on this team. However, if you look at it, Ryan Grant still getting more play than he was last week. So he's still a door that's starting to crack open. That's going to have to be completely pushed open for him that to happen. But Terrell Pryor's not separating, still learning to route run, and that's not a surprise. And it's a precision timing-based offense, and Kirk Cousins is an accurate passer. If you're not open and you're not there on your spot where you're supposed to be, not going to. That's why Terrell Pryor is struggling. The good news is Pryor has seen some red zone targets last week. Crowder, something not right. Same reason he's not getting open. He's not on his spots. Whether he's still dealing with an injury, we don't know for sure. But 
if this keeps happening, Dotson's going to surpass Ryan Grant because he's the better talent, and he will leapfrog Jameson Crowder, too, and potentially even Terrell Pryor because he doesn't really play the slot. I mean, he can, but that's I think that's still kind of Crowder's bag. I think that Dotson's one to watch for that second-half impact. And if he had made that touchdown catch a couple weeks ago at the end of the game, I feel like the whole conversation would be different right now, right? Yep. Everybody would have been really excited about him last week. Uh, but it's a situation where the coaching staff has straight up come out and said, we want to get him more involved. And yeah. That's, Why not? That's get him more that's involved. He's not the most talented wide end. And not that we should always trust, trust coaching staffs, of course, but uh, that's the kind of sign that you want to, that's what you want to hear them saying. And, and with a talent like Dachshund's, as Jake said, a guy who could emerge as a number one. We're talking about Smith Schuster as a guy who's, you know, going to max out as maybe the third option there. Uh, Doxon definitely could become the number one guy there in the second half of the season. I know I spent a lot of time in this in this range, and I know I'm probably bothering Jake, but uh, <laughs> I don't care. Uh, Zay Jones and Benny Fowler in here is just deep sleepers. No Emmanuel Sanders. Like I know what can you expect from these guys, but. When we touched on Tyrod Taylor as a top 10 quarterback, are you putting anybody, like, are you going to play anybody from that wide receiver core? I know Jordan Matthews is questionable to play in this game, but is Zay Jones something to somebody in a 14-team in a league in a deep, deep format in a full-point PPR? I know these are half-point, but the Bucks stink, man. Yeah, sure. The 5% of you that are watching this video right now, this applies to you for those 14 teams in the Jays. <laughs> Look, I'll go Zay Jones over Andre Holmes and Brandon Tate, despite Brandon Tate showing up before their bye. I, although Andre Holmes, look, he he's done it before in past situations. I think he could show up for potentially a touchdown. But they're all, like, the other two are deeper than this. And it's the fact that Tyrod Taylor being where he is is the fact that he can throw for 200 yards and one touchdown. But the fact is that might go to Nick O'Leary and the rushing ability will get him 30 yards. And that's why he ends up being a QB1. So the wide receivers don't even have to be involved that much, especially when you factor in maybe 50 of those yards receiving-wise go to LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, okay. And the same thing goes for Benny Fowler, right? There's other options there that might be involved. Fowler would be the guy that I would like the most to replace Emmanuel Sanders as far as yes. targets go. But Jordan Taylor's going to get involved. We're seeing all three of the tight ends yeah. get involved. So not not somebody that you want to trust in your life. Yeah, we knew one was going to catch one against the Giants, and then all of a sudden it's got to be Hewerman involved. <laughs> yeah, it's but they kept up their streak of allowing a, a touchdown they to tight ends every week. So that's the important part. Seven total now. Unbelievable stuff. <laughs> in okay. six games. In six games. 41 to 50. All right, Alan Hearns, Randall Cobb, Martavis Bryant, speaking of which, Sammy Watkins, uh, Ricardo Lewis, Robbie Anderson, Ted Ginn, Kendall Wright, Cole Beasley, and Mike Wallace. So last week I said I would just drop Sammy Watkins, and you guys said maybe hanging on. Has your feelings changed at all, Jake? Is Sammy Watkins still on your roster just because of the talent and the upside, and maybe he can turn it around? You, so you know this from the show on Target, so this is what I'll do. I'm holding on to Sammy Watkins by all means necessary if I can. If you need a win, if you're 2-4, and 1-5, you can't afford to lose another game. And what we're going to talk about, these rankings are assuming Devontae Parker is out, and you can go pick up Kenny Stills to win this week. I'm making the swap. You can't. If you're that situation, you can't play the long game with Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins is better than this. He's a great talent. We've seen this before with the Bills. The fact is, if you need to win now, you need to win now. And Sammy Watkins is now a long-term option, and this is a terrible matchup. I was actually surprised when I saw that this ranking is under consensus by seven spots. I thought it would be, I thought I was going to actually be a little bit high on him. He's 38, yeah, and he's probably going to get Patrick Peterson this week. Now we got to keep an eye if Peterson's healthy because right. there is a chance that Peterson misses the game. But I think some fantasy owners could get fooled here too because when you look at his matchup, 
you see that the Cardinals are actually giving up a lot of production to opposing passing games. It's just not it's the number the one receiver. Side. It's yeah. everyone else on the team. <laughs> Absolutely. So if Peterson's out, I would actually move Watkins way up. I think he could have a good game in that situation. But if Peterson plays, he's a complete stay away. You listen to Fantasy Football Rewind. My name's Tony Sincata. We're going to come back with more rankings. i got to tell you, though, I don't care if uh, Peterson plays or not. Sammy Watkins is just running one patent going down the field in that passing game. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup throws underneath. They play it safe, and they play it safe a lot. Uh, there, I just don't think he's a dynamic fit for this offense, and I think it's going to be a problem going, going that way. So, uh, Sammy Watkins, you're in trouble, Sammy Watkins owners. Take a quick break. We'll be back with more wide receiver rankings right here on Fantasy Football Rewind. to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand or better yet in the pocket of your khakis well check it out now you can it's the fantasy sports radio network app download it now to your phone we promise no weird viruses no strange tracking things just 24 hours a day seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head it's the fantasy sports radio network app stop being a weirdo and streaming it online get it on your phone take it with you everywhere you go Welcome back, Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Sincata. We got the illustrious crew here as we break down fantasy football rankings for week seven. Fantasy football. Jake Seeley, Chris Meany, Justin Boone getting it done. You guys want to get part of this and all the great stuff, you can head over to YouTube and subscribe to FNTSY Radio network and make sure you get all the great stuff from a lot of these guys great stuff 49,000 people over there and checking out all the programming so here we go back to Jake Seeley and his rankings at wide receiver for week seven range we already kind of touched on Bryant I mean <laughs> nobody else to me Ted Ginn hey he showed up he, he was okay Willie Sneed maybe that helped him a little bit, having Willie Snead on the field. It's going to be the classic Saints thing, right? Uh, aside from Michael Thomas, who even Michael Thomas didn't have a great game last week going up against Darius Slay, but you're going to see with those Saints receivers, Breeze is going to find the open man, and there's just going to be wild inconsistency from week to week. Ginn will have a blow-up game this week. You know, uh, Brandon Coleman will have a big game next week, and Snead will have a big game the week after, so it's really tough to predict. If Marcus Lee doesn't play, Jake, does Hearns move up slightly? Does... Like, what's your thoughts there? Because I know yeah, he like Bortles is a top 15 quarterback for you. Yeah, he, he would move up a decent amount, and then obviously we'd have other people in the conversation here. But at, at Hearns, just on the volume, because it's such a big play opportunity, yeah, he'd be in the wide receiver three conversation. All right, let's go, uh, let's go deeper, Speaking 31. Which, yeah, let's get to those. Yeah. Mohamed Sanu, as you can see, assuming he plays as of today, uh, Terrell Pryor, T.Y. Hilton, Robert Woods, Eric Decker, Cooper Cup, Jeremy Macklin, Jermaine Curse, Willie Sneed, and Nelson Aguilar. 
here are these Rams wide oats we were talking about, right? Maybe some of the other guys that, that get involved when you play a team like Arizona. Both higher than Watkins. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Woods, here we are. Week six, Robert Woods ranked higher than Sammy Watkins. Who would have thought? Robert Woods, three of the last four games, at least five catches, at least 66 yards. That one bat down game, I think it was two for 17. That We know that. That's the proof of what the problem was with Robert Woods. We understand the risk there. And there's a risk with a lot of wide receivers. Like, look, you just trotted it up. Justin just said it with Mike Thomas last week. Michael Thomas did not do anything in a game where they scored 50-plus points. Granted, you know, defense scored like 17 touchdowns. But the fact is, is nobody's perfect when it comes to wide receivers. If you're telling me Robert Woods is going to be in that 560 range every single week and has become the most consistent, most trusted option of Jared Goff, and Patrick Peterson does play, well, the good news here is that the fact is the second, third wide receivers have been abusing that defense. Yeah, that's Saints D. 11 sacks in their last four games. Green Bay giving up the most sacks. I know we talked about Huntley, but he could be in a tough spot this weekend. <laughs> and I never would have thought I'd that's say that about the Saints you. D. Yeah, with, yeah. with the quarterback breakdown, if he gets that pressure in his face, it's going to be a rough game. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Uh, fair here for Woods. Woods is, we're talking about consensus and, and just being completely different. And certainly Jake is here with the 34 ranking is the consensus is 48. Yeah, I mean, it's a little higher than I have him, but I, I definitely think there's a chance for a big game there. And like we said, you might not know exactly who it's going to be on that team, but someone is going to put up big numbers if Peterson's healthy and Peterson's covering Watkins. And a great run blocker, too. So you know he's going to be on the field uh, and yep. blocking there for sure. Willie Sneed, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm surprised that Willie Sneed is ahead of Nelson Aguilar slightly because Aguilar's got four touchdowns in six games and Sneed's played one, one game spot. and done nothing. <laughs> I know, but like, I think that he should be much higher. That's what I'm saying to you, much higher than Willie Sneed. Uh, now, it's, look, Willie Sneed, I expect to be closer to 100% this week. And in PPR, half-point PPR, that's always been his appeal, is the fact that he doesn't score touchdowns. He gets about 900 yards a year, three or four touchdowns. But the fact is here is... Nelson Aguilar has been very up and down, too. And I, you know I hate the argument to take things away, but if you watch some of his touchdowns this year, some of them are very like, what the hell just happened to the defense on that play? Some of them have definitely been him, and definitely I give credit where credit's due. Moving into the slot has terrific benefits to his game. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And Carson Wentz's breakout is going along with Nelson Aguilar's breakout. But if you're going to tell me between the two, between the two offense, between the two matchups this week, the Redskins secondary is better than people want to give it credit for, even without Josh Norman. It's why I guess need the slight edge. And we could get Josh Norman back. Aguilar did have a touchdown in week one against him. Like him or Pryor? Like you start, are, you, are you still in on starting Pryor? I I would probably toss Pryor out there ahead of him, but I I really like Aguilar, and I think somebody like Snead, I think Aguilar is leaps and bounds ahead of him at this point. I I think with Snead, I'm still very worried. They had talked about even I think Snead acknowledged himself that they were going to work him in very slowly. And last week he only had three targets, I think, and he only had the one catch. Um, you know, Brandon Coleman's a guy who's there that they like, who they're using near the red zone, who's still getting a lot of looks. Um, and Aguilar's getting a lot of work. We're talking about, you know, four touchdowns on the year. He's top 50 yards in four games as well. So he's a guy that's definitely moved into my wide receiver three range in part because of how good Wentz is playing. And I'm, I'm comfortable keeping him there, especially in that matchup where if we do get Norman back, and even if we don't, the, the outside corners there are a little better than maybe people realize. And I think that could funnel things to the middle. And that's right where Aguilar is going to win those matchups. Yeah, and Aguilar at 31. It's kind of where I have him again this week. Uh, I'm buying in as well. I guess one more guy before we get out of here. We were really down on Eric Decker last week. Eric Decker was pretty good Monday night against the Colts. Was that just the Colts? Are we expecting maybe a little bit more? Because he is, he is available basically on every single waiver wire out there. 
Yeah, he's pretty much a matchup play this at this point. And last week was a decent matchup for him and a decent ranking for him. It wasn't enormous, and obviously it should have been higher. But at the same time, it's matchups for him at this point of his career. He's lost everything it comes to with his explosiveness. And it's understandable given his age and given the amount of injuries he's now had at this point. He's a touchdown maker, and the touchdowns need to be there. And it's an offense that isn't very pass-heavy to begin with. So I'm looking at matchups going forward. And to be honest with you, I, I don't even want him on a roster because the problem with Eric Decker and players like him, and it goes back to, you know, this, Chris, that I always love to make a reference to Greg Jennings, is I hate holding on to those kind of players on my bench because you hold on to them, hold on to them. You're ready to cut bait. They score a touchdown, and then you hold on to them for three more weeks. And you never start them. Yeah. You play, <laughs> then you play them, and then they have that game where you're like, oh, come on, Decker. Yeah, I'm with you. Decker's and he, he is still a bit of a name. He's a name that people are going to recognize. Yeah. And if you can couple that with the game he had last week, which is he had seven for 88, maybe you could get something for him in a trade, even if it's just a, a high upside running back or you know something else to put on your bench. Like Jake said, just get rid of him. Yeah, and Corey Davis already ruled out, so you can tell them, hey, Davis is not around. Decker's <laughs> going to have a big game. you got to get him. Okay, 21 to 30, half point PPR. The 21, Stefan Diggs right off the top, the assumption of playing as of today, and we can get into him more why he's only at 21, assuming he's playing. Kelvin Benjamin, Deshaun Jackson, Devin Funches, Devontae Adams, Danny Amendola. That's a lot of Ds right there. Kenny Stills, Amari Cooper, Marquise Lee, and John Brown. I never realized it's like those four straight Ds. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I, I see what you did there. Stefan Diggs, okay, uh, if he plays, why at 21? I think that he's not 100% even if he plays. And I'm thinking that if you look at the, if you look at Stefan Diggs in the past when he hasn't been 100%, his games have not been very good. He's somebody that needs to be 100% given his explosiveness, given his ability, which only makes sense. Someone to Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb, and that's what I always do. I've, I've likened Stefan Diggs to Randall Cobb a lot of times already through his career. And I think it's a great comparison because there's so many similarities from game style to the ability of what he does in the offense to what he brings after the catch. And to now the point of when they're less than 100% of how big their game drops off because of their skill set. So if he's out there, I, this ranking, you have to play him, I would think. You know, I'm not sure how many people have three wide receivers higher than number 21. But at the same time, I'm concerned that you might get a limited, not necessarily a complete decoy, but the, not the digs we want. And it's not even something that we have to speculate on. We saw this exact situation last year. It was a, well, oh, even last, last year, year yeah. groin injury. He played through it and he wasn't the same it's, player. Exactly. So it's three years now he's suffered an injury. It's kind of taken him back a little bit because he's had hot starts in each of Drink those. Drink some years. more water, dude. Yeah. Like, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but okay. Devontae Adams. We'll get into the, we, we touched on Hunley and, and the Saints defense being really good here. What's your take on, on these Green Bay wide receivers? Is it, is it buy lows? Do you have them you're fine with? Would you flip any of them for, for guys? Like, I mean, what's your feeling here with these Green Bay wideouts with no Aaron Rodgers the rest of the year? I think you can buy low because uh, from what at least I've seen on Twitter, a lot of people are panicking and looking to buy or sell off and see what they can get because they're so worried about Hunley. And I already addressed all the concerns with Hunley. If you go back and look at the quarterback reveal and everything with that, the problem here is the biggest concern I have of all three wide receivers is Devontae Adams. And you guys know this. And going into this season, I was one of the highest persons of Devontae Adams. I was, one, I think, one of the only people that had him inside my top ten. Nope. And it was because – oh, I know. Oh, you had him there. I said one of the only. I know you were with me. Give me some That's credit, I, bro. Give me some credit. Yeah, I prefaced that. I was going to let you jump back in with that, too. <laughs> so ahead. there's twofold here. It's like the touchdowns were still coming because that's what he had grown into this offense, a 1,000 yards, double-digit touchdowns. That's who he is. And with Aaron Rodgers as quarterback – Unfortunately, now at the end of the year, you and I are both going to get hit by that because yep. it's going to fall off and it's going to look like an incorrect call. But the call itself had been correct to this point. But because he is touchdown dependent to a degree, 
Hundley now at quarterback is why I think he takes the biggest hit. Jordy Nelson, I would move down about a half of a tier. Randall Cobb, I think, kind of evens out where he'll see more targets and more opportunities because you want to make the easier passes, you know, keep him in that over the middle of the field, 10 to 15 yards down the field. But the effectiveness of touchdowns might balance it out. But I think Adams takes the biggest hit, drops down from basically he was on a top tier, the top end of the tier two, basically a wide receiver two. Now I think he's down in that wide receiver two slash three conversation. You agree with that? I mean, Cobb hasn't been great. He could see a few more dump offs. Maybe, you know, Hundley keeps it simple, but. This is not good for either of those guys. No, well, we mentioned this in the, the running back segment where we're talking about Montgomery and Aaron Jones. The whole offense is just going to take a hit, and I think everybody's going to be bumped down a bit. I, I think Jake nailed it as far as where he would put each guy there. All right. Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills is a guy that you're really high on, Jake, and I get it. He No Parker. He scored a touchdown. And we all want, I think, more to get in there. This offense would be a little bit productive, but you have him a lot <laughs> yes. higher as well. And, you know, for people that were able to pick him up, maybe last minute play him in DFS, he was certainly a hot play. He scored the touchdown. Uh, and to have him in here at 27, this is somebody who is available in a lot of leagues right now, Jake. Yeah, and let's also remember, guess what? Kenny Stills outplayed Devontae Parker in 2016. How quickly everybody forgets. Devontae Parker, you give me Devontae Parker next to Kenny Stills. Talent-wise, I'm taking Devontae Parker every single day of the week. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm questioning here. But Kenny Stills has already proved last year that he can outplay Parker when Parker isn't competing at his peak. And his peak, we finally started to see glimpses of it this year. Still haven't seen it consistently. And now Parker, I'm from the sound of it last year, last week of how far removed he was from playing that game. I'm very doubtful he plays this week, and that's why I don't have him in the rankings, why I do have Kenny Stills where he is. But Kenny Stills steps right into his role, and Kenny Stills has proved that he can fill that role and be the outside big play option because Landry's not changing what he does. So I like I like him here. And, yes, I would actually feel even better if Matt Moore was that quarterback. Yeah, for sure. The consensus is 46. You have him at 27. Uh, Are you guys still... worried at all about what happened last time they played the Jets? That's just in the back of my mind that I, I feel like I had all the Dolphins guys high that week, that and they did absolutely nothing. Well, I that's, think that's Parker had a late touchdown to sort of save his. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's always the tough part when you're looking at the Dolphins offense. But to be honest, Jay Cutler has been finding Javis Landry through thick and thin. They're there together. We're going to come back. We're going to break down some more wide receivers on Fantasy Football Rewind. This is Tony Cicada. Make sure you check us out every Monday through Friday at 1 to 3 a.m. Eastern. If you miss any of the show, just get us on iTunes. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We're going to be back with more. Rocking it out of the Fantasy Football Rewind. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go.
Welcome back, Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Cicada. We're listening to Jake Sealy give his running back uh, wide receiver. Wide receiver. If you want the running back rankings, though, you can go back to yesterday on demand at iTunes, Google Play, and grab them. Uh, absolutely great stuff from Jake. He has quarterback rankings there with it. So make sure you go ahead and you take a look. You make things happen. We're making it happen here. Week 7, second half of the fantasy football season. It's time to make a move. It's time to get up in those standings. It's time to go on a little run. And everybody's in it. I tell people this all the time. I was 1-5 last year in a league against all the hosts in this channel, some of the high-stakes players, and uh, I won the championship. So you're never out of it. Never out of it. Stay in it. Go hard. Play it out. You might get something done. I made one trade, too. I only made one trade. I knew my roster was good, and I didn't screw with it. Let that be a lesson. Too much tinkering can get you in trouble. Here are the guys on Jake Seeley's wide receiver and tight ends ranking reveal. Are you guys worried about that at all? Slightly. That's as bad as it could have possibly gotten for Jake Cutler. I I think he's going to do it. Even if he doesn't get replaced, I think he plays better this week. I feel like Jake Cutler just said, hold my beer, and he's going to now show you how bad it could be. (laughs) I don't think he could actually get any worse. Like He's been really bad. This offense is not really doing a whole lot. No, it could. He could, he just, like, he could actually literally light up a cigarette behind a quarter. Like, just drop back, put the ball on the ground, light up a cigarette, and be like, screw you guys. He, he might as well. Uh, he, he might as well. One more guy in this range, Amari Cooper, 28. Just got to bring him up for people who are dissatisfied with Cooper and maybe not playing him. Or there's even some people who are actually dropping him, which is crazy. But uh, he did more in that game than he did in weeks three through five combined. Still on a Cooper. Window is, window is still open there, but this is... I don't want to say it's a tough matchup because Casey actually has given up some yards, uh, especially yeah, to wide receivers. Not. Yeah, so it's actually one maybe he can get back on track. It definitely, the opportunity is here. The fact is, is, like Marcus Peters, if he's you know if you look at the situation there, has actually been exploited a couple times this year. I still would fear him in a de- decent matchup, but you know what? Go after their best receiver. That's Michael Crabtree. I I really thought the breakout was going to happen last week. I was wrong there. But it has to happen, right? Like I said last week, it would defy all logic if a player this talented does not turn it around. And And he's getting open. Sorry? He's getting open, too. It's just Derek Carson part of the problem as well. I think it's sort of like when we talked about Lynch in the running back section. You know, part of the problem here is just the dysfunction of that entire offense and, you know, how predictable it's kind of become. Um, and I think that's a, a big issue. Yeah, Cooper is still playing well if you actually break the tape down. Um, he can he can still make the plays get open. Um, you know, we saw the opportunity given to him early in the year, and I think at some point they are going to realize that they have to go back to him and they have to pepper him with targets to try to get this offense fired up. Yeah, we already talked about the struggles with the offense. Certainly just got to get Cooper back involved. And you're right, Jake. Uh, a lot of it actually is on Derek Carr, who started strong completion percentage-wise, but has really kind of fallen off here over the past couple of weeks, certainly had the back injury. Let's go a little bit deeper, 11 to 20. Jordy Nelson, Demarius Thomas, Keenan Allen, Brandon Cooks, Doug Baldwin, Michael Crabtree, Jarvis Landry, Richard Matthews, Alshon Jeffrey, and Pierre Garçon. These are all guys, obviously, everybody is starting. C.J. Beathard, starting quarterback now at San Fran. I still think that they're going to target Garcon. He had a lot of targets in that game. Now, I didn't catch a lot of them. That's probably going to be a concern going forward, perhaps, with a rookie quarterback. Uh, but Demarius Thomas is interesting with no Emmanuel Sanders. You saw in that game against the Giants, 14 targets, 10 grabs, 133 yards. Yeah, the only concern here, obviously, is the Hayward factor. But at the same time, is if he's seen 
12 to 14 targets. He only has to catch half of them to have the wide receiver one day. And Landry, too. Landry's been I mean, pretty safe. I mean, we, we joke about the touchdowns, but he's got a couple touchdowns now. Back-to-back games, he scored a touchdown, and certainly Cutler's yep. thrown, thrown his way. Yeah, he's a double-digit target per, yeah. on average per game. I mean, you can't ignore that. And whether Parker plays or not will obviously factor in. I still am a little bit hopeful Parker might get back in there this week. I know Jake didn't rank him, but I feel like there's a chance he could get back in. And if he does, that takes a little bit of the shine off of Landry. Yeah. Um, Adam Gase called him today day-to-day. We'll, we'll see. This is Wednesday. If he gets on the practice field, maybe tomorrow or Friday. It'll come down to, yeah, Thursday, Friday practice play. reports. Uh, anybody in this range you have? I mean, Doug Baldwin, too, is, is a tough matchup for him, but he really has yet to kind of show up this season as a top 10 wideout as most people had. So definitely a tough matchup. Coming off the bye week, though, you hope maybe they're a little more prepared. Maybe they schemed a few things to try to get him going. I think Richard Matthews is a, an interesting one here. I, I haven't looked at where everybody has him ranked, but I feel like Jake might be a little bit higher. I also really like Matthews this week. Uh, the Browns have given up a, a tight end to every number one receiver they've faced with the exception of Antonio Brown. And that week, Antonio Brown had 182 yards against them. So they've definitely been lit up by opposing number ones. And Rashard Matthews is still the number one for now. I think Corey Davis might start to eat into that a little later in the season. But for now, he's still the number one guy, and I think it's a great matchup against the Browns. I want to see Davis in the field. That guy's just awesome. Yeah, for Rashard Matthews, the consensus is 24. Jake, you got him at 18. Uh, I think we're, we all agree he's inside my top 20. He's inside your top 22. Uh, he's just outside, actually. Just outside. Okay, top 10 wideouts. We're all playing these guys, too, but let's see the order. Yeah. Now there's Antonio Brown. What a surprise. Number one, Julio Jones, A.J. Green, Michael Thomas, Des Bryant, Mike Evans, Larry Fitzgerald, Tyreek Hill, Adam Thielen, and Chris Hogan. We should talk about Julio. I mean, he's Julio. He's great. But he's a guy that's been flipped around. Now, he's another buy-low candidate for me. Absolutely. Definitely. He hasn't had a touchdown yet this Please season. Please do. One red zone target that's tied for fifth on his team. Taylor Gabriel has five. Austin Hooper has four. Heck, the backup running back in Tevin Coleman has more red zone targets than Julio Jones. But this is the matchup here against the Patriots. He lit him up in the Super Bowl. Nobody's giving more yards than the Patriots to, to quarterbacks, to receivers, to backs. It's all there. And get Julio now if you can, because, Jake, a lot of people have been trading him. He is the most traded guy in CBS leagues as of today. And hopefully you're one of those smart people who are trading for him. Here's the thing, too. You want to talk about squeaky wheel? Guess what? The wheel wasn't the one making the noise. This was the... <laughs> team making it this is the, like the owner of the car being like yeah don't you hear that there's something wrong with it like no dude it's fine no there's, there's something wrong with it you should get it checked out like they want to get him the ball they realize themselves that this is ridiculous that julio jones isn't seeing the ball more let alone they brought up the second part of it in the red zone specifically so if the team is doing it even before the receiver is doing it and I think that Julio Jones is maybe just one of those guys who's not like the A.J. Greens or the Odell Beckhams of the world where you're going to hear from him. He's just a quality player. Like, I'm pretty sure he's probably said something behind closed doors. Yeah. But the Julio Jones is – like, Julio Jones, we know, can win you a week. There are the 200-yard multiple touchdown games in his ability. And if you don't buy in before that happens, if that game happens, whether it's this week in the one of the best matchups possible or even next week, whatever it happens, it's going to be too late. So buy in before it happens. Hell, even if Julio Jones comes out and only has 100 only, 100 yards receiving and one touchdown, your window's going to be closed. Yeah, and for Julio, I mean, he's had those games on his resume before, but the one thing that just bothers me again is this team gets inside the red zone and then I saw I saw them take him out. And he's just, he had a big catch to set up the play, and then he's taken out, and then he's just standing on the sidelines, and I could just see it in his if face. If I'm him, like, I just stand there. What is going and, on? Oh, 
<laughs> look, look, you can't bring somebody into the huddle and you're going to get a penalty. If I'm him, I'm just, I'm standing there. No, yeah, like, I'm not leaving the Wait, field. you're taking me out and Tyler Gabriel's running onto the field here? Like, what is going on? That's nope. that's the one thing not that happening. bothers me, and I think it's it's partly because of coaching, partly also because of his health. But, again, this has been something that's happened for a couple years now. They said this in the offseason, Justin, that they would get Julio more involved inside the red zone. That's the part that's so seen frustrating, right? That's the, And that's why I don't necessarily just want to believe the coaching staff. I want to believe the talent, and I think – Julio is so talented and can take over games that it's going to happen just because of the player he is. I don't think they're going to necessarily scheme him more. I don't want to believe them. They said that during the, the yeah. preseason, and now they're saying it again. I don't care. But Julio is the kind of player who could take over games and is going to get it done. I think another buy-low candidate uh, is in this range as well, and that's Adam Thielen. And Thielen yeah. has the exact same problem. He hasn't found the end zone yet. I think he's third in the league in receiving yards, though. Um, and another player that, you know, if you go to make a trade for him, those fantasy numbers look a little lower than maybe they actually are if you start looking at the yardage well, and the catches. Here's the thing, Justin, week. Chris knows this, and this will be the third time I've already brought it up this week, and credit to Field Yates, who's the one that tweeted it. Do you know Adam Thielen's the only receiver in the NFL to have at least five catches in every single game? Yeah. yeah. And it- That's kind of crazy, uh, Jake Seeley mentioning that. In the whole NFL, one guy has five catches every game. That's not a huge number. That's where we are. That's the craziness. That's the the, uh, up and down of the NFL in 2017. We'll take a quick break. Come back. We'll finish the first hour off on a fantasy football rewind. Uh, You're listening to Chris Meany, Justin Boone, and Jake Seeley breaking down Jake's wide receiver rankings. Don't go anywhere. We're back with more after this. that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Rewind, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. In hour two, we will get back to more of the rankings reveal with wide receivers and tight ends as we get you excited for a little bit of action right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Wendell Smallwood is expected 
to um, be ready to go this week. Smallwood got in some practice on Tuesday. He appears on track for a Monday night return. He's got a whole week, so he'll be ready and raring to go. Uh, Jameis Winston is a guy that we have no idea if he's going to be able to go. The Tampa Bay Times' Greg Allman reported that Jameis Winston did everything but throw Wednesday at practice. He's expected to throw later in the week and appears on track to play. Considering the Bucks did not add a quarterback on Wednesday, you can draw your own conclusions, said Coach Dirk Cutter. Jamal Charles to get more and more touches. Broncos coach Vance Joseph says Jamal Charles will get more and more touches. That was always the plan with Jamal. As we go forward in the season, his workload has actually gone the other way recently, with Charles just recording six touches in each of the last two games, and the Broncos have not really shown any sign of increasing his snap share. But hey, we'll see what happens. If he's out there on the waiver wire, you could go out there and get it done. Aaron Jones... Could be the man in Green Bay. The Milwaukee Journal Sentinel believes the Packers need to commit to Aaron Jones as their lead back. With Aaron Rodgers potentially out for the year, the Packers are expected to be more run-heavy behind Brett Hundley. Jones rotated with Ty Montgomery last week but continued to outplay him. Montgomery is averaging 3.2 yards a carry with one run over 10 yards. He also struggled on the first downs with three negative and six zero-yard rushes. The Packers need to start. Jones and ride him to keep the pressure off Hundley in pass game. It's possible Jones overtakes Montgomery in the backfield in week seven. That's according to Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Then the other story is Andrew Luck, right? We got Andrew Luck that's going the wrong way here. The Indianapolis store, Zach Kiefer, conceded Wednesday. He wouldn't be surprised if Andrew Luck missed the entire season. Kiefer's Indiana star colleague, Stephen Holder, also suggested Luck is no luck to play again this year following the setback in his surgically repaired shoulder. To put it frankly, Colts tied. They lied to their fan base. They lied. Jim Darcy is a He's not, not a guy like anyways. It doesn't surprise me. Jim Mercy stated that as late final week of the preseason that Luck had a chance to play in week one. The Colts activated Luck from the pup list in what was perceived as a sign he would play in the first seven weeks. None of these things happened. Now the team is claiming a setback. Luck should have been dropped in redraft leagues long ago. At this point, we expect Jacoby Brissett to be the Colts' rest of the season starter. We're going to come back from break. We've got more updates for you. We've got more rankings. Our number two of Fantasy Football Rewind is right around the corner. Fantasy Football Rewind. You can hear five days a week on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network live from 1 to 3 a.m. Eastern on the East Coast, the West Coast, of course, at 10 to midnight. And then if you miss any of the shows, you go to iTunes, Google Play, and make sure you sign up to subscribe to that. And you can also get... If you need a break from fantasy, my show, Stand Up Fantasy on iTunes, Stand Up Fantasy, it's wacky, it's crazy, and you'll get some laughs. I guarantee you'll get laughs. So go over there, take a listen, and see what you got. You'll love it. You'll love it. Your mama will love it, too. You can listen to it. You and your mom can hang out together and listen to it. You'll love it. Get together, you and mommy. Stay tuned for more from the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. (laughs) 